Welcome to Torah from Temple of Aaron in St. Paul, Minnesota. Here is the place to hear much of the great sermons, teachings, and speakers happening each week at our synagogue. Whether you are able to make it in person or not, each week you will find new Jewish content to inspire, motivate, and bring meaning to you wherever you find yourself. I hope you enjoy the teaching and feel free to contact us anytime about it by calling us at 651-252-6411 or emailing us at Rabbi Marcus Rubenstein at templeofaron.org. Enjoy and we hope to see you soon. So this week, uh, a company was, uh, well, fined $800 million uh, for lying to the public. Um, and uh, very hard, and obviously, uh, you know, many, many uh, networks of all political persuasions uh, lie, um, unfortunately, um, but this one uh, was finally uh, damaged for their transgression of knowingly lying to the public. Um, and it just reminds me um, of how important it is to tell the truth, right, and how easy it is to use lies and propaganda in order to... Uh, use power and change the world around you for evil. Um, we see this over and over again uh, with Israel is constantly demonized by lies, by fabricated videos, um, and no one seems to know the truth anymore. And now that the news has been um, uh, egalitarianized, democratized, so that everybody can have their opinion, um, now we have lies. And it's very hard to figure out what are the lies and the truth. It's very hard to figure it out. Um, people, almost when you cite a source now, people almost distrust it more because you've cited a source because you're part of the elite. Um, and so we, we, we live in a very strange world today where lies are causing so much issues with the world around us. And I think inside my heart, I pine for a time when we can be more truthful with each other, where we can trust each other, and we don't feel the need to lie to each other, we don't feel the need to hide behind propaganda. Because propaganda and lies always fall apart in the end. They're not real. Um, and, and most importantly, from a Jewish perspective, they're not godly, right? That God dwells in the truth, that God is identified with truth. So the world today is very complicated. And it's not only that, of course. It's in some ways so many moral truths that we once held self-evident are now, well, relative. This is... Uh, what it is dependent on your culture. There are some cultures where it's good to come on time, and there are some cultures where it's perfectly acceptable to come a half hour late, and we have to respect everybody now. Um, so that's been, uh, you know, truth is things that we used to hold acceptable for everybody. Now, yeah, who knows, right? And it's a very uncomfortable world to live in when things are, when it's very hard to tell what's the truth and what's not the truth. I know this pain very well, uh, in particular, uh, I'm someone who suffers, I'm diagnosed with the psychological disease of OCD. And the main, uh, the main uh, uh, problem with OCD, um, most people don't know this, they think it's uh, turning on and off lights or something like that, um, but it really is um, about doubt um, and being plagued by doubt um, in, a, in a way that it's almost impossible uh, to get out of. And part of my healing process, the, the uh, psychologists tell me I need to do, and has helped me out a lot, called cognitive behavioral therapy, is becoming okay with doubt, um, becoming accepting the fact that we can't know some things. But of course, inside my body, I'm constantly trying to 
Uh, sort out doubt, maybe that's why I read so much and I study so much, because I'm plagued with constantly trying to find out what the actual truth is. And in some ways, that's the dream of our Parsha as well this week. You see, our Parsha this week is mostly about this skin affliction called mitzora or leprosy, or whatever disease you want to call it. I have like a, a bait dean of doctors here who can argue it out of what disease it is. That would, be, that would be a fun event. We can have a bunch of doctors arguing about what disease it is. Um, but regardless, um, the reason that this disease comes, the reason that this disease happens according to our tradition is because of the telling of Lashon Hara, the telling of damaging speech, insulting speech about someone else, um, and, and, and lies and cheating and stealing, any way that you uh, take away the truth right? Um, that's, you're actually punished immediately with this disease. We actually see it first in Miriam, who tells lies about Moses' wife, and she's immediately afflicted with this physical disease of, of Mitzorah. Uh, and, and, and yes, it's a disgusting Parsha to read. I'm not really a fan of skin afflictions, and it's kind of like reading through a 4,000-year-old medical textbook. Um, but um, there's something comforting about the disease in itself, and I'll tell you what it is. Um, Imagine the second that someone told a lie or said something wrong, right, and masqueraded it as the truth, immediately they would have this ugly disease pop up on their face and on their house, and, on, and they would actually have to quarantine themselves from society for telling that lie, right? Remember, imagine if that's the society in some ways that we lived in. Right? It'd be sort of a world I dream of at some point where you can literally see on someone's face, right, if they're lying or cheating or stealing, right? Sort of like Pinocchio, right? You know, you, once he lies, immediately the nose grows. Where did Pinocchio get it from? Well, of course, the disease of leprosy. And I dream of one day, in some ways, being able to tell truth like this. Of course, we know it's somewhat a pipe dream, but it seems that our tradition believed that at one point it was true. There was actually a physical showing it was plain to everybody when someone lied, cheated, and stealed. And the question you might ask is, well, why don't we get Mitzorah anymore? Why don't we get this disease anymore? And no, it's not leprosy, so we don't get, this disease doesn't exist anymore, according to most medical experts. The reason the rabbis say it doesn't exist is because it has to do with the laws of purity and impurity, which wholesale we don't follow anymore because for one reason, the temple doesn't exist anymore. The temple was destroyed in 2,000 years ago, and a basic rule of Judaism is that all the rules of purity and impurity, right, that the Torah talks about, including the rules about um, uh, this disease, right, are no longer applicable anymore because the temple doesn't exist. Now, you wouldn't necessarily expect those two things to go together. Why would the temple, not existing, have anything to do with purity and impurity? Well, it comes down to what the temple was all about. What was the point of the temple in Jerusalem? It was the place in which God chose to dwell. Right? We built the temple, we built the Mishkan, so that God, who is infinite and beyond space and time, can dwell within the finite reality. That's the whole point of the temple, is so that God can actually dwell with us. And we actually have narratives, we actually have... Um, you know, rabbis who were at the temple, and they said that when you got to the temple and you walked into the courtyard, every doubt in your mind was solved. 
that you sort of knew exactly what God wanted of you because God was dwelling in a unique way in this place. And that's why it was so special to be there because everybody could walk into the temple and know exactly what they're supposed to do and exactly know what the truth is, right? And that's why there was Mitzorah back then. Right? That's why it was so easy to tell when what was the truth and what was the lies, because the temple was, was erected. Now, you might say to me, what, Rabbi, this is, we don't believe, come on, you really think that God's presence dwelled and so therefore everyone knew the difference between truth, truth and false? I would say, some days I believe it in a plain sense, right? But what matters most about this is, of course, what the rabbis are trying to tell us that when truth exists in the world, when we can tell the difference between truth and falsehood, when we're able to understand truth and truth is apparent in the world, God dwells, right? God's dwelling is conditional upon the truth, upon people being able to understand the difference between truth and falsehood. And when we pine for the rebuilding of the temple once again, which traditionally we as progressive Jews don't necessarily connect with so well. Most of us don't want animal sacrifices again, so why would we want to build the temple, right? But the reason, the spiritual reason we pine for the rebuilding of the temple is that what we're really pining for is for God to dwell in the world again. And what that means is for us to actually know the truth in this world. And the rabbis believe that that's why doubt existed in the first place and that people can lie, cheat, and steal is because God doesn't dwell in the world. So when we, in our prayers, pine for the rebuilding of the temple and we say next year, at the end of our seders, and we say next year in Jerusalem, we're not necessarily talking about reinstituting animal sacrifices. What we're really talking about is the internal pining and yearning within man to actually know the truth, to actually understand the truth. But of course, we as Jews then look back at our world again today and we say, well, we're, the temple still hasn't been rebuilt. People can still can lie and cheat on television and convince you of the falsehoods. But we as Jews, what we do is we pray all the time for a time when truth can be revealed once in the world. And even though the Mashiach tambers and the Mashiach stays away and isn't coming soon enough, when we pine for the truth, when we yearn for a time when God can actually reveal in a plain sense what's true in the world and what's utter falsehood, what it does is orient ourselves like a compass, like a north star towards the truth. Because we pine for truth, therefore we find the small amounts of truth we can find in this world. Then we orient ourselves to actually analyzing and trying to understand what's true and what's false about this world. So hopefully it's a lesson to all of us Jews, right, and, and a little bit of hope when uh, any company is taken for task for lying, for cheating, for, for, for stealing, for trying to convince the American people of a falsehood, right, um, then what it should be for hope for us is that maybe we're getting a step closer to being able to reveal truth in this world, for us to be able to cling to truth. And I want to understate again and again, not railing against Fox News, they're, they're just as worse as everybody else, okay? There's lies everywhere from all political partisan sides of all different kinds. But what matters as Jews is that we cling to the truth because in the end what really matters is clinging and pining for the presence of God. Shabbat shalom, everybody.